a new league shot at the NCAA. $100,000 salaries per high school players. The Overtime Elite League proposes that providing a salary and a focus toward a pro career might be more appealing than college basketball's biggest programs. So this is like reinventing Big Baller Brands League. So what age is this starting? High school? Or so post-high school? Overtime will offer each athlete, some as young as 16, a minimum of a minimum of $100,000 annually as well as a signing bonus and a small number of shares in Overtime's larger business. The company will also provide health and disability insurance and set aside $100,000 in college scholarship money for each player in case any decide not to pursue basketball professionally. Where's all this money coming from? Somebody put up some big money. At least like 50 million. So you gonna pay the average high school player $100,000? No, it's not the average high school player. But how do you know at 16? They feel like they know because now we have the circuits that say we know. Because you know, Russ couldn't touch rim until senior year and MJ got cut. AD grew 100 but, inches. Yeah. Uh, a boy in Portland, call him, grew 100 inches. Like, how do you know? You don't. You don't know each one. Steph didn't blossom until Davidson. It's true. However, they feel like by 16, they know enough to invest into a high school player. So essentially what we're saying is you're going professional at 16. Because of the NCAA rules, you're sacrificing your eligibility. And if this doesn't work out, you change your mind. We're going to set $100,000 to the side so you can still go to college and get that degree. But you can't unless NC2A changes the rules as well. No, what they're saying is that they won't go to play basketball, essentially. They're not going to play basketball. <laughs> like, that's off. Like, if you don't make it, it's a wrap, kid. You're done. You're done. You're no longer the youth athlete. You are now a professional. Do you know how many kids were eighth grade phenoms? Oh, for sure. And standout high school players mm -hmm. and went undrafted? Yeah, so look, it says here, the trade-off is major. The players who accept the deal will forfeit their ability to play high school or college basketball. At 16. Yeah. So, I mean, you have more experience in this than I do. They're trying to go in a similar direction as overseas, where these kids go professionally younger and prep them younger. That's where we're going. The CEO says of overtime, people have been saying things need to change. And we are the ones changing it. You know, I, I don't think the biggest change needed to come at the age of 16. I think it needed to come at the NC2A level. I think that's where the change needed to happen first. Mm -hmm. I think absolutely hands down, college athletes should get a check for the money that they bring in to college athletics. Because 
that's why college athletics thrive, is these athletes. Mm -hmm. But 16 is young. And I feel that the type of kids that we have now, you know, it, the, the era of kids going out and playing basketball because they have fallen in love with the sport itself is coming to an end. You know, where kids play until the streetlights come on because they love it. Mm -hmm. They playing because there's a paycheck now. And that's not, I think you're going to see, I think James, James Wiseman's a good example of this. Because he, he kind of got, had to grow up early with NC2A trying to ding him for, you know, a check from his family member. Yeah. So he missed out on the experience, et cetera. But if you watch him right now in the league, he's a kid that looks like his uncle has told him that he should, should be playing basketball. He's very good, but I don't get a drive and a love from him yet as a rookie. So I feel like we're going to get a whole lot of kids who are no longer playing for a love that they have found deep within themselves, but because there's a paycheck at 16. And I think what's scary is that by 18, it could look different. And by 21, and these kids, I think their longevity is going to become much shorter than where it is currently. Yeah, where Our it is right now. Mm -hmm. Well, they're banking on it. They're saying that we think our system will be amazing for their basketball development. Will every single player make the NBA? Maybe not every single one of them, but the large majority will become professionals. So they're banking on now, the Jalen Green. They said though, because they said a large majority could become professionals. They did not say NBA players. Right. So they're banking on NBA, or they're banking on overseas. Point or blank. the fact that once they pay them as a 16-year-old, they, they are, are a professional. professional. Yeah. So, well, you, well, in this instance, careful. they need to say that all of them become professionals because once you start to receive funds you for are your skills, you are a professional. So their branding alone, yeah, you can ha have a 100% guarantee that you'll become a professional because as soon as they hand you a dollar, you are. you're a professional yeah. at 16. True. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they're saying we are genuine in really investing in hiring really serious and legitimate people to run every aspect of the company. The CEO says, I don't want to mess around with kids' lives. I don't want to I don't want people to mess around with my kids' lives. There's a moral obligation that goes with that. So they are saying we are we're in this. Hmm. It's going to cost tens of millions of thousands of hundreds of millions of dollars to operate this and scale it. Like, so much money has to be behind this to take on the NCAA. My thing is, you give these kids the $100,000 early at 16, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving it early to them. You know, I'm all about the athlete. I am, too. I am too. And that's why we, we have ABA, because we're all about the athlete and putting more control in the athlete in the parents' hands. Um, and just because we've been a part of the NCAA, so we know the game. We know the positives and the negatives behind it. I just get concerned for 
the younger kids, like the middle school kids. You know, it trickles on down because let me tell you a story, anecdote. (laughs) (laughs) I think a big problem that I see now in kids is, like you just said, how young they are exposed to social media to, I will say this loosely, but recruiting, you know, scouts, you know, just the exposure of getting out there. And I can tell you from my own self, I grew up where my first eyes were laid on me as a third grader. And now that doesn't say much about really my athletic ability as a third grader, but it says more about the expectation mm-hmm. from third grade on that was set so, on me. Yeah. You know, and if if there is conversation around a third grader of where they should go, anything they do past third grade, what they do in high school, what they do in college, what they do beyond beyond that, if it doesn't match the third grade conversation, they fail. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's a big thing for a kid to take in. You know, had I gone through my my college and, 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 and career just as is. You know, I'm a kid that went to high school, saw championship games lost, but saw, saw a college career and saw overseas, but it was not the path that they talked about in third grade. So it took a long time for me to go, oh, I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Rather, I didn't do what the community thought I would do as a third grader. You know, and that's a big thing. And I think a lot of kids fall into that now you know you do get some kids with the highlight video as a fifth grader you know and by eighth grade they wonder where those kids at the Newmans right. you know Julian Newman could dribble that basketball real fast yeah. as a fifth and sixth grader and then he stopped growing his growing went in reverse you know and now the community says where's Julian yeah yeah I mean now that we have social media these kids fall into buckets where it's like you either the developing youth basketball player who has the potential to possibly go to college, NBA, or you're that young baller that everybody looks at and now you have the social media following. So now you're just an influencer within the basketball community. Mm -hmm. And I think these kids are influencers who never learn how to take on a challenge, how to never learn how to yeah. fail mm-hmm. and pick themselves up again. You know, I think all the time, and this, our kids are terrified yep. of failure. Absolutely. And I think all the time, if MJ didn't get cut, would he have been as driven to become the player that he became after he was cut? If he didn't get cut, would MJ have had, I mean, would Kobe had had someone to... Aspire to, to be like... yeah. yeah. Because who knows if MJ would have been the same guy. You know what I mean? So it's, it's the, the, the challenges and the obstacles that kids have to go on and push through when they're young that I think really make them who they are and makes a generation behind them who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, if MJ wasn't MJ, there wouldn't be a Kobe, there wouldn't be all these shoes. The league would look completely different. I mean, yeah, it's true. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, What I didn't know is that Carmelo Anthony is one of the investors and board members. He's a good guy. Yeah. He says, we are not against the NCAA. We are not against the NBA. We are not trying to hurt those guys or come at them. 
We want the support of the NBA and NCAA. Eventually, we're going to need those guys anyway. It's interesting. No, and I really think, I mean, I I know that they think that it's a play at, excuse me, at NC2A directly, but really it's a a play at these kids being a kid. Um, The NC2A was starting to go in the right direction of of giving these kids paychecks for being NC2A athletes. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think where the NCAA was still slow and just where sports are still slow is with social media and how to control that. I mean, we have kids, like I said, who have 500,000 followers, a million followers. And Mm -hmm. so they're now not only basketball players, but they're the social media influencers. I mean, you have, we know, just kids in our academy, we have kids that look to these high school athletes more than they do the NBA athletes or the Michael Jordans or Kobe's, retired players. For sure. So the influence is huge. So it's like, how can the families or how can these athletes earn income off of this following that they've created? In college, you mean, or sixteen? In, in, in high school, in high school, because that's where it's happening. That's where these athletes become these influencers. Before they're even in college, I mean, we saw it. Like with Jaga, they four hundred you know million what? followers. They do. Plus. They have followers, and they've gained the status. But we lose the kid. Is is me? Is we lose the kid that is ecstatic to get a college letter, or? We lose the kid that's ecstatic to get drafted, you know, because they know on that night their life has changed. They've, they've worked from the age of 4 to, to 19 to get into the league or 4 to 18 to try to get into, you know, a college scholarship. And we lose that kid because at 16, they were given $100,000 to do something that they kind of like to do. They didn't fall in love with it because it's too soon, but they kind of like to do it. So will we have kids, like, quitting? trying to jump shit because it's uncomfortable and it's early failure and kids this generation they're uncomfortable with failure as we've seen over and over and over again I, I think burnout will reach an all time high it will burnout in kids that's scary to think that's that's where I'm at I, I, I really get scared for the kids and all these these Michael Jackson and Tiger Wood athletes that were creating now just start them too fast social media is different than a kid that actually has a hundred thousand dollars plus in their bank account with their status i mean that's different you know the high school kid walking to a high school gym that everybody knows and everybody follows i mean that's fun it's playful it's a status but it's not this kid rolling up in a in a mercedes because they can they can afford it more than their parents can mm-hmm. at 16. I guess my other concern is that, I mean, we already see it with our academy, how we have the handlers that come in and look at the next up-and-coming talent. What does that look like now for AAU? It looks worse than what it's like now. Can you imagine a handler going to a a club game now or or, uh, just an amateur, not even amateur no more, but a 16-year-old game now with multiple athletes on the floor worth $100,000? So, I mean, there are other sports that do this, right? 
and they figured out a way how to do it correctly. So I would say soccer is one. Soccer is huge. There's tons of academies here. I mean, LA Galaxy has their academy um, for high school kids. They are, but we'd have to look into it because I know the rules have been different for other sports mm-hmm. with NC2A for a long That's time. That's the problem. Basketball and football has been pretty strict. Yeah, and, and, and what color kids play basketball? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it comes down okay. to right there. But yes, I mean, because baseball and soccer, they they've been had to figure it out for a long time. Yes, they they have. these kids have had freedom for a long time, and that's really the problem is kids don't have an ability to to make choices and still be able to be a student athlete mm-hmm. like the other sports like baseball, for example, have had. So where do we go from here? I mean, with our academy. We, we called this five years ago. We were way ahead of the game. We saw this happening. We saw where the trend was going. We saw the push. We saw that more families wanted more control. Um, Even scarier. We, we've seen what, what over-enthused dads look like when their absolutely. kid don't have $20 to their name. <laughs> now their kid at 16 has 100000 It's... It's scary for the kid. I don't. I don't think they've thought that all the way through from a kid's perspective, or for being a kid, they yeah. thought it through as from a business perspective, and a perspective of oh, we ain't trying to mess with NC two A or NBA, but they haven't thought it through being a kid. Well, they're bringing some big names behind it. They have. Aaron Ryan, he was a longtime NBA league executive, so he's the commissioner. They have Carmelo Anthony. I want to say I saw Jason Williams. Um, he said something about it. I don't know if he's connected, but he's definitely pro. Let's do it. I mean, when it comes down to it, I would love to see it be successful. Um, I just don't want to risk the development of our kids being kids um, for the most part. And if we're going to give these kids money and these and the, these families, a lot of them who've probably never had $100,000 in a year mm-hmm. to live off of, so let's teach the them how too. to invest this money, how so, to make more money off of this money. And to not lose the money because yeah. there's the real thing is that they could give this kid 100000 when they're 16 because they see something. And by 17, they don't see it anymore. Well, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious to. This kid's done. Ask questions with the Big Baller Brands League. Like, they were giving kids money. But did they their provide, audience was older. They had high school players. They, Melo was really the one spearheading the high school players. But they my, had a lot of Juco players. Okay, they had a lot of Juco. But they did have some high school players as well. But things, even Juco. Okay, so it's a little older. So you can make money at that point. Yeah, but I'm saying, what did they do with this money? <laughs> I think that that league is, <laughs> uh, well, a poor example. I mean, it's it's a failed example, I should say. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, even Melo. So Melo took the route of many. I mean, he was all over the place. But... Even for him, I mean, he went off and played in, what did he play? I don't know. Um, Somewhere. Out in the boonies. Somewhere cold. Yeah. And he was trying to come back, wondering if he could play in college. I mean, it's just, kids want to be kids. But, I mean, he couldn't because he'd already made money. Um, but then, here's the thing, too, 
if you go into legalities, kids at 16 really can't sign any contract, contract that means anything. Right. So our parents are, uh, Lord have mercy, our parents are signing these. I mean. The parents are signing them, but. Same thing. Kobe had to do the same thing. Yeah. And it's, but it's such a, a double-ended sword because sports hold that kid accountable for being a professional, for making money, but really they can't because that contract doesn't mean nothing. So, I mean, if someone really wanted to get fussy, say you did have the 16-year-old that God is 100,000, and then by 17, Lord have mercy, the wheels <laughs> fell off and he was awash. Mm -hmm. A parent really could go in and legally argue that their kid was 16 years old and that contract is no. Can we? Can they? Any contract. A 16-year-old doesn't make any contract legal. Well, sure, but if the parent signs it, there has to be some legality behind it. It has to be. If the parent signs it and the parent makes money? I feel like I, I saw my client. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's a whole lot of questions right there. There is. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this shapes up and how they launch it. And then to see which kids actually sign up for it. That's going to be interesting. So they're shooting for 16 to 18-year-olds. So basically when you're in your prime to make a decision on where you're going to college or like your top five. Even before that. I mean, because 16, you start to collect your letters. You start looking at them. It's exciting. But you're not making a decision yet. No, you're not. But that's the time you start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Time so to start coming they're in. hitting them early. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is going to college and playing basketball is what it is. It will never change. The concept of overtime elite is not to disrupt that, but to give these kids opportunities because they are taking control of their own brands and what they do. And social media becoming so powerful. Why not embrace that? So basically, it comes down to what I was saying, is that the NCAA, in any, even high school sports, they haven't taken into account the, this massive being of social media. It's huge. And kids are now influencers. And they're creating digital content. And, I mean, they're doing all kinds of things that people are making bucks off of. So it's like, how can we fuse the two? Really what's happening is that we're eliminating high school altogether for the kid because well, with holdbacks, kids don't yeah. even begin high school until 15 or 16 years old now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're going to get kids for, for going high school altogether as well as college. Now, college ain't for everybody. I don't, I don't, I don't stand behind college like it's a... Yeah. The only way to get and to where you're trying to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, it ain't for everyone. And it they need to make changes. Kids need to get credit and money for what they do at the college level. But they're really eliminating high school as well. Yes, so sure are. now, I mean, it's just, it's so scary for the kid. I mean, we it was scary for the kid initially to, you know, one and dones were scary at first, right? Because these kids go into the league. Some have a 20-year career. Some have a 20-day career, mm -hmm. you know, and now these kids, they have to have something to their name other than a former, former NBA player. 
You know, they got to have some kind of education. They got to have some kind of job, some kind of experience. You know, they have to fall into a trade of some sort. So now, and that was scary for uh, 18, 19, 20-year-old. But now we're putting that fear on a 16-year-old yeah. who hasn't even had a high school education. If they hold back the way these people hold back. Yeah. It's, man. There's still a lot of hoes. We're sending, once again, our black boys into the community with less tools in their pocket. Mm -hmm. Now, even less tools in their pocket than they've ever had before. It's still setting us behind. Yeah. Tools and skills. Yep. I mean, they get real good at dribbling the basketball. Mm -hmm. But that, that skill comes to an end very early. Mm -hmm. And they luring them in just, just like that with 100000 You know how many kids in the hood won't take that? They all taking it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we all taking a hundred. That's crack. what I'm saying. And now you Send just credit Jesus every day that they have a long career in the NBA with that. And if they don't have a long career, we take this hundred thousand, we flip it to make a few more. We have the know-how and the skills to do that. With your middle school education, I'm saying no. With every professional that they're talking about is involved in this, they will have enough resources to teach these kids how to flip that money. Really, they're just saying, if you don't make it, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll pay for you to go off to college and do something different. And that's not what a kid wants to hear when they're not making it. No, not when you've been playing basketball since you were three. Right. They're not saying we'll teach you how to flip it and get into the league another way even. You know, try coaching. Try, uh, uh, you know, uh, a whole lot of other things that could still get you to the league. They're saying, here, we'll, we'll just help you get another life going. So now this kid is going from a middle school education to a college education. Like, it just ain't making sense. Well, yeah, and I guess there's a concern there because when you look at, God, what is it called, the, the rating that they give colleges on the number of athletes that graduate? What is that rating called? Do you, do you remember? Oh, I forget what How they rate them. I mean, when you look at the ratings and the number of, kids that actually graduate with a degree that go on a basketball scholarship and football as well it's so low it's extremely low it's so and low. i mean okay let's use davidson as an example steph came in and put davidson on the map there were zero kids aspiring to go to davidson before steph stopped on all over that campus yeah and they won't give that man they won't retire that man's jersey because he hasn't graduated yet yeah what kind of madness <laughs> you know I mean, it's, it's that's madness. I just that kind of what? Yeah, he what? what? A semester what? short, something like that. Come on, but that's the standard they're setting. Is like, you know, basketball is second second tier. We want everybody to graduate. Yeah, I mean, NC two has its problems, but I feel like this just sets our our, our kids up even farther. There's a lot of work. And if you guys want help, call us because we know how to do this. We've been doing it for like four years now with the <laughs> younger kids. We know how to do this. We see a hole. We see a weakness here. And we can help you. We can help put this plan together. I think it's the, the concept over concept and what they want to do. I like it. But there are a lot of holes that still sure. need to be filled. And if they aren't fulfilled... We're going to see more of our kids going into depression. Mental health is so real, and it's going to be, I mean, we see it. We know it. 
We know that we know the statistics. We know the numbers. We have family. We have friends who go through it. It's so real. Then we have more black boys struggling. Because that's who it is. Yeah. Bottom line, get your money, but don't get played. Get your money, don't get played. Don't get played. They playing us. So I hope Melo's a part of this. He has to, like, somebody has to have the brain. I mean, Jason Williams, that's a smart dude. Right, Dookie? Yeah, I mean, go Blue Devil. <laughs> somebody has to think about this. And the way that our society is going, um, I mean, the value of a college education, uh, it, it, decli- it keeps declining. It does. I mean, it keeps declining. There, there's less and less fight for college education and a necessity for kids to have to go through college to get to the NBA. There's less and less argument for it. Unless the NC2A truly stands behind their athlete, hmm. gives them what they're worth, hmm. you know. And, yeah, then I know some colleges honor the scholarship past one and done and help them yeah. to continue to get their education. But a lot has to be done. So what do we do? How do we, like, for our program? Because you know it's going to come up with our kids. They already have, we already know our kids have the stress. Right now, today, we can call 10 of our kids, and they have the stress of making it. I think it comes down to continuing to be 100% honest and transparent with each child yeah. because there's kids that have come through our system right now where that 100,000 may not have been a bad look mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then there's a lot that I know would have taken it and would have probably lost it already <laughs> um, <laughs> if we're being honest so I think we have to continue to be 100% honest with our kids with the path that is correct for them to be able to do as much as they can do yeah, with this with game it. of basketball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We always told them it's a it's a business. Mm-hmm. We've always told them that. Like, it's a child's game, but it's a business. Mm-hmm. A big one. And there are a lot of people that want to make money off of kids mm-hmm. in this business. So a lot of work to do, but we are here to help. So Mr. What's this guy name? Mr. Porter, Mr. Dan Porter, if you want to give us a call, reach out to us. Our program's ABA Academy. You can find us on Instagram, ABA underscore nation. Right, Drew? That is us. That's us. We will gladly help. We see the direction you guys are going in. We want to support it. Think it could be great, but a lot of a lot of holes that need to be filled. And we're down. We just want to see our black boys be successful. Amen. Amen. All right. So this is Brittany. I'm Steph. And this was our first recording. We're just playing. Yes. <laughs> but it was fun. So how to at your girl. Now we gotta learn how to how to keep it. Not delete it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, Felicia's.